0: the Basement Astrologers, coming to you live from the middle of the Middle West and the beautiful Pacific Northwest. This is a special mini-episode where Meredith and I will both be taking turns tackling specific pieces of astrological lore. I'll do a section, then she'll do a section, or she'll do a section, then I'll do a section. The goal is to have little educational snippets for people who might be new to the subject. We hope you enjoy our effort.
1: Hey everyone, this is Meredith of Earthling Astrology here with my mini pod for Leo, the fifth sign of the zodiac. So Leo is the only sign ruled by a motherfucking star. So Leos want to shine, they are ruled by the sun. Um, They're a fixed sign, they're a fire sign. Some positive keywords for Leo, cheerful, boisterous, Energetic, entertaining, faithful, fun-loving, courageous, generous. I once had a Leo as a boss, and she would get me these fantastic gift certificates for the most expensive restaurant in town all the time. Super generous. Uh, Negative keywords, where Leo can go a little bit wrong. Conceited, dramatic, show-off, egotistical, domineering, kind of like my way or the highway. Obviously the sun is the center of the solar system so sometimes people with a lot of leo in their charts can think they everyone revolves around them kind of my way or the highway type stuff um Leos are meant for the stage. They are meant to entertain. They are meant to enliven you. They are meant to bring joy to your life. Um, They sometimes seek fame and fortune. They're really, really, really good at selling stuff. When a Leo is talking about what to buy, you are listening and you are engaged. They have that fire and they want to spread the fire to you. Um, I always use a wall example. How would a sign... You know, deal with a wall if a wall was thrown in front of them, and Leo would buy the best, most expensive shit from REI and climb that wall with the most expensive equipment, the nicest jackets, the nicest hooks, the nicest boots, and then maybe they'd make a really big dramatic documentary about climbing the wall and make it very entertaining. This is Leo. They do things big. Uh, they do the best of things, um, best of the best stuff. They like the bling. I recently became friends with two Leo women, and they're fantastic, and they both own fashion stores. So again, Leo likes to look their best. They like to make other people look good. Um, Again, the sun is kind of, look at me. Um, That's kind of where Leos get their fashion streak too. As for body parts, Leo rules the heart and the spine and the upper back. So What I've noticed in my practice and just reading a lot of astrology books is when Leo gets their heart broken, wow, do they get their heart broken. It's very hard for Leo to maybe come out of that. They might suffer from a depression after a breakup. Again, they are a fixed sign and fixed signs have like hard time letting things go. Um, So when a Leo loves you, they love you with all of their heart. And if that ends, their heart is broken. Um, there was lots and lots and lots and lots of famous examples of Leos because Leo again is all about drama entertaining. If you know a famous person or somebody all over the newspaper or magazines because of drama, they have some Leo in their chart or they're going through a Leo, um, progress on transit of some sort. Um, Monica Lewinsky is a Leo. She got to in our brains and our attention because of some drama and then later, she tried to sell handbags. you know, another fashion thing, trying to make people look good. And fun little tidbit about Monica Lewinsky, she has the asteroid Lust uh, conjunct her midheaven, and the midheaven is your reputation. And there's just this fun little asteroid named Lust, which is somewhere in your birth chart as well, but hers is conjunct her midheaven, which is representative of her reputation. Uh, next example, JLo. I mean, she's just glows. She's fierce. If there's anyone that's a Leo, that is JLo. Um, she shines literally sometimes she's sparkly like on the red carpet. She is, uh, you got sunglasses to look at her. Linda Carter. She's wonder woman. Uh, she's fierce. She's a leader. She's very, very, uh, much a Leo. Also Mick Jagger. I don't think I need to say anything about him. Uh, Amelia Earhart she was a leader in female aviation also very famous maybe she was after the fame and fortune Uh, now that I just found out she's a Leo I'm not sure but another famous Leo and my last example is Christopher Nolan uh, a very talented entertainer he does um awesome movies like Interception. He did The Dark Knight, which is not my favorite movie because it's so dark. Um, He's got Mars and Sun in Leo. So he's got a lot of Leo energy, a lot of that fire. And then I think his dark kind of spin on things comes from a Venus-Pluto conjunction in his his chart. I uh, don't have a lot of Leo in my chart. My north node is in Leo, which means I'm very, very comfortable being Aquarian. That's where my south node is. Your nodes are always opposite each other in their chart. I'm meant to develop Leo traits. If you've listened to this pod, I'm not so great at entertaining or speaking. I'm trying to get better at that thing, those things. I'm trying to get better at speaking and entertaining, at selling myself. These are all things I want to do. So if you look at your chart and you find your north node, um, these are traits that you want to develop. Um, It's not easy for you to get there. There's always going to be some hurdles because you're just going to default back to that south node. But I do have the north node in Leo. So that's actually a big reason why I'm doing this podcast. I at first was like, yeah, let's have a beer. Starting a podcast is a great idea. And then when reality sunk in, I was like, I don't want to do it. It's scary for me. I don't have an easy time talking in front of people. Um, Leo energy is very hard for me to be comfortable with, but I'm getting there. So I want to thank everyone who's listened to this pod. Uh, For the last year as we've been doing it together, be patient with me as I get better at speaking, um, at entertaining you, and um, bringing hopefully some joy and education to your lives with my Leo North Node. On that note, I will try and sell myself a little bit. You can find my website at earthlingastrology.com and my services and prices are listed there. I do virtual reading, so if you are not in the US or Minnesota, I'm happy to do a Zoom conference with you to uh, look at your chart with you and see what we can find. Also, I have some events coming up in Minnesota. One of them is the first weekend of April at the Palmer House in Sock Center, Minnesota with my friend, Natalie Fowler. She is the psychic that I do a lot of work with. We are going to the Palmer House, which is famously haunted. Uh, maybe get a little drama if you come and see some ghosts. Uh, that is going on the first week of April. We're off offering discount discounted joint readings. Uh, there's going to be a wine and paint night. I'm also offering a beginner's astrology workshop if you're interested. Also, Gemini Brett is coming to town to St. Paul on May 18th. He's giving a presentation about the moon and the emerald tablets of Hermes. And if you don't know what they are, you should, and you should definitely come to his event. So go to my website, astrology, uh, slash Events, and you will find the information for Gemini Brett there. Again, thank you for listening. I can be reached at meredith at earthingastrology.com. I'd always love to hear from you. Uh, Kip and I are always looking for more ideas. Once we finish the signs, we're going to move on to other mini topics. And I've heard from a few of you, but I'd love to have like a cache of kind of mini topics that Kip and I can put our own spin on and put out for you. Uh, we love doing these and the mini ones are just quick. So maybe you're just going for a quick car ride. You don't have time to sit down and listen to an entire hour long podcast. These would just be shorter and maybe more convenient for yourself schedule. Again, love to hear from you. Otherwise, have a great day. Good night, Earthlings.
0: Welcome to my half of the Leo mini pod for the Basement Astrologers. My name is Kip from Udumania Astrology, and I'm coming to you live from the beautiful Pacific Northwest in Puyallup, Washington. Leo is the third sign of the Zodiac. With the tropical Zodiac, Leo season begins when the sun moves from the sign of Cancer to the sign of Leo. This happens every year around the 23rd of July. Leo season ends when the sun enters Virgo around the 23rd of August. The sun marks the beginning and the end of Leo season in the tropical zodiac. The amount of light produced by the sun at a given time of year is marked by the solstices and equinox. It's what delineates the signs in Western astrology. This means that the constellation Leo has no bearing on the signifiers of the sign Leo. Leo is a masculine fire sign ruled by the sun. Leo is the heart of summer, when the sun is at its most powerful. Fruit emerges on the plants. The summer knows what it is. All its bounty is available. Peak summer, with ripe tomatoes and state fairs. The lion is the sun's only sign. A time of thriving, when the summer's glory is proudly on display, like the grand mane of the king of the jungle. The sun... Leo's ruler, is the king of the stars, the giver of life, heat, energy, and a symbol of radiance, power, and force. The sun represents dignity, nobility, authority figures in general, and traditionally the father in particular. When the sun is dignified, it signifies fidelity, promises kept, the ability to govern, prudence, good judgment, "'Majesty, status, the search for fame, honor, and riches. "'The sun illuminates, it warms, "'and provides the vital energy and spirit "'that underlies all things. "'When debilitated or just too close to other objects, "'the sun can carry arrogance, pridefulness, "'disdainful behavior, restless actions, "'which can be disorderly, "'dominating and inconsequential actions,' and underlying elements of excessiveness and personal entitlement. In the mundane realm, the sun is the heart. Uh, It's places designed for people to shine, like royal courts, palaces, grandiose showrooms such as theaters and opera houses, as well as majestic buildings which shine a spotlight on a place. So think of like the Arch in St. Louis or the Eiffel Tower in Paris, or there's a combo platter, there's the Sydney Opera House in Australia. Solar professions include kings, princes, dukes, high-status administrators, positions of power such as magistrates, but as well as butlers and courtesans, in other words, jobs that um, shine less so that others can shine around them. Without the sun... There'd be no life on earth, and this explains why sun worship is one of the oldest and most common. There are way too many solar deities to name them all, but here's a couple that might ring some bells. There's Maasai from Africa, Solus and Sol from southern Europe, Amun and Horus from Egypt, Apollo and Helios, Mithra, and the god most prevalent in Western English-speaking society, Jesus. By the way, I recommend googling this. There are so many, lots of which I couldn't even begin to pronounce. Now we come to Leo, the sign ruled by the sun. Leo is fixed, fire, and male. Leo's the lion, and Leo represents the heart, the back, and the spine. Now, with fixed energy, we get the heart, the middle part of a season. We get firm, resolute, harnessing to sustain held in place and inflexible with fire we get ideas like positive triumphant and naturally radiant impetuous, daring aggressive with a tendency to dominate and male means outward focused energy so when we apply the sun to this idea of leo being fixed fire and male we combine the sun's vitality charisma self-realization and actualization with Leo's anchored expressive luminance, and we get a shining essential identity. Now, since the sun only rules one sign, and since no other planet is exalted in Leo, we really have one great example from the zodiac to bounce Leo off, and that's Aquarius. Aquarius is the opposite sign in the zodiac of Leo. Aquarius Is fixed and male, just like Leo, but it's fixed air and male. So intellect, thinking, floating around. And while Leo is ruled by the sun, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. This means that the sun is an exile in Aquarius and Saturn is an exile in Leo. It means that those planets, when they are in those signs, don't operate as freely and as loosely. They're not as happy as they might be in other signs. In Western astrology, the sun is central to astrological lore. Like we were saying, we divide up the year and the signs by the Earth's rotation around it. By contrast, Saturn is the outermost planet in traditional astrology, signifying boundaries or rules which allow for the rest of the planets to function. As master astrologer Rick Levine likes to say, if you add the ST, the S-t of Saturn to anything and you get the end of it, biggest, highest, widest. You get the idea. You add Saturn and that's the end. The sun has trouble expressing itself in Airy Aquarius. Aquarius is focused on intellectually exploring what's possible. Where are the boundaries and structures that haven't been discovered and invented yet? Let's put those in place. The sun, on the other hand, provides warmth and vitality The intellectual pursuit of potential is not a solar goal. The sun is here to shine. If fixed fiery Leo is the center of attention, say, a bonfire at a party, Aquarius is interested in the edges of that fire's heat. How can we harness that warmth, maybe build a barrier to reflect it back? The water barrier could choose to become a comfort barrier. Bearer. (laughs) If people are at the party, Intellectual Saturnian Aquarius is considering how everyone is dividing themselves up. How do they fit together? How's the structure of the group formed? On the other hand, solar fiery Leo is the party. They're shining for everybody to see. So how do these two archetypes support each other? For an Aquarian idea to become reality, it needs to step into the spotlight. Borrow some of Leo's vitality and take center stage. Similarly, for Leo to take the lead, to fulfill their potential. Leo needs a plan that can become real, which is a very Aquarian concept. Now, since the sun is domiciled at home in Leo, as we move to charts, um, we're not going to focus so much on the other planets that might be in Leo, how much Leo energy is expressed, because there's a ton just with the sun there. The uh, Leo is the one sign where When we see the sun in nativities, uh, we can be sure that we're going to get a lot of solar expression. Aries is the other one where we can be pretty sure that the sun is going to show up because in Aries, the sun is exalted and really happy. So let's recall the Leo theme of a shining essential identity. The Leoness should be easy to point out in these charts. Again, I tried to to trim the sails and and limit my chart selection, but there are so many Leo charts uh, that I did my best. So here are the artists, and with artists, what we're going to see is that person becomes the center part of their work. Their 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 personness, their leoness, is right is going to be really visible. Now, first we have a guy named Tom Robbins. Tom Robbins was born uh, on seven twenty-two, July twenty-second, nineteen thirty-two, in Blowing Rock, North Carolina. We don't have a birth. Time for Tom, but I wanted to use him as an example because his novels incorporate something that is lacking a little from my description above, fun and play, and those are definitely Leo ideas. Tom Robbins' novels incorporate playfulness in the plots, the characters, and even how he uses the medium of the novel. His style is so distinct um, that it really becomes a stand-in for him kind of like an auteur director whose style becomes so identifiable, say like Stanley Kubrick, another Leo. Tom Robbins becomes the central identifiable feature of his books because his style is just so out in your face and in front. Another Leo author is J.K. Rollins. J.K. Rollins, who wrote the Harry Potter series, wrote a book about a Leo protagonist. Harry Potter was a Leo. He was born on July 30th, 1980, and he's played by Daniel Radcliffe, another Leo, born July 23rd, 1989. Harry Potter is the central figure, not just the central figure, maybe even a solar figure of the book, where the entire plot revolves around him, and he appears to die and be reborn, or rise and set on several occasions throughout the novel, so we can really see J.K. Rowling's Leoness show up in her work. Now I have a few singers that I think are really great examples. Again, I limited this because there are so many great examples. The first I wanted to use, because she is one of my favorites, is Alison Krause. Alison Krauss was born July 23, 1971 in Decatur, Illinois, and her birth time is 7.48 p.m. Alison Krause is the greatest bluegrass singer of probably the last 40 years, By sheer voice of her person, she led Bluegrass from almost an orthodox traditionalism and transformed it into a medium where personal rather than collective stories are told. In the past, Bluegrass was four guys surrounding a single microphone. That's what you'd see on stage. And Allison's voice was so big and powerful that she really became the center of the Bluegrass universe. Interestingly, Allison Krause's son is in the eighth house, which rules all things that deal with death. Her songs, dealing with loss and hurt, are incredibly touching. One could even use the term heart-centered, which is a pretty Leo term. Now we have Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger was born July 26, 1943, in Dartford, England. Astro gives Mick's time of birth an A rating, and it's at 2.30 a.m. Jagger is the lead singer of the Mount Rushmore rock band The Rolling Stones. His nativity features the Sun, Jupiter, and Pluto, all conjoined in Leo, and Mercury's co present in there too. Mick may well be the greatest rock and roll frontman of all time, and the Pluto really shows up because Mick transformed what it means to be a rock star. When he shares the stage with another musical wizard, Keith Richards, All eyes are on Mick as he struts and dances and puts on huge stadium shows where 40,000, 50,000, 60,000 people are looking right at him. Other people are still trying to replicate the example that Mick Jagger put forward. Now I have someone I was a little less familiar with, but I wanted to put someone a little newer in, and this is Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato was born August 20th, 1992 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. She has a conflicting time in Astro of 6 a.m., but that puts the sun in the first house, and it makes a lot of sense. I wasn't familiar, like I was saying, with Miss Lovato, but then I watched a couple music videos, and she is extremely Leo. The first one I watched is called I'm Sorry, Not Sorry, which is something I could hear my Leo brother saying. The music video features Miss Lovato throwing a huge house party where she's the center of every shot and the personal focus of the entire song. Really, really Leo themes. The second thong song was called A Very leo Confident. And the very first Leo lyric is, Time for me to take it. I'm the boss right now. So she's putting herself in charge. And the entire video makes her the center of attention as an action figure fighting off bad guys. Not exactly Mumford and Stud uh, sons on stage singing as a group. As an aside, Miss Lovato, has an exalted moon in Taurus. So I'd keep an eye for her either getting earthy at some point in her career or possibly being known for owning lots of property and luxury goods uh, or just making a ton of money and uh, and being known for fixed wealth. Briefly, because this is the most obvious, um, we looked at famous Leo leaders. Leo's the king of the jungle, and it's, it's a sign synonymous with kings and rulers. So very first, we have Tom Brady, born August 3rd, 1977, at 11.48 a.m. in San Mateo, California. Tom Brady is the greatest NFL quarterback of all time, and every year he leads a ragtag group of offensive players, and they end up in the Super Bowl. When I say ragtag, a bunch of the guys that end up catching passes from Tom Brady in the Super Bowl are always guys no one's ever heard of. Then we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger was born July 30th, 1947, in Graz, Austria at 4.10 a.m., Not only was Arnold the greatest bodybuilder of all time, a very Leo activity where you're showing off in the center of the stage with all eyes on you, but that he became the greatest action star in movies of all time, and for good measure, Arnold became the governor of California, another incredibly solar position. We have two more quick examples, one being Bill Clinton, the former president of the United States. Bill Clinton was born on August 19th, 1946 in Hope, Arkansas, at 8:51 a.m., Bill Clinton came from a single family home. Uh, I shouldn't say single family; he just had a mom. He had no father. The first person without uh, two parents or just a mom raised family to become president. And Bill really, by the force of his own nature, by his own personality, um, launched himself onto the national political stage and became president. Finally, we have Michelle's husband, Barack Obama. Born August 4th, 1961, in Honolulu, Hawaii, at 7.24 p.m. Somehow, um, the nerdy, um, thoughtful Barack Obama became someone who campaigned to have thousands upon tens of thousands of people gather at his campaign rallies and see him speak. Uh, He became the leader, uh, the highest executive position you could have in one of the most powerful countries ever uh, to be assembled, the United States. A very, very Leo position for a very, very Leo person. Thank you uh, and have a great day.
1: Thank you for listening to this special episode of The Basement Astrologers. We hope you enjoyed this short educational clip from Kip and myself. Please email us at basementastrologers at gmail.com if there's any astrology topic that you'd like me and Kip to tackle, and we will try and put out an episode in the future. Please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also please find July Fighter on any music streaming service. We'd like to thank July Fighter for our opening and closing music. Good night, Earthlings.